In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now, and we might have a hijack over here too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. Fill that thing up, dog. <laughs> Fill it up. Fill her up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro, Episode 52. We are your hosts. I'm Jake. Luke. The other Jake. I got all the mics <laughs> unmuted tonight. The correct mics are unmuted. The mics that need to be muted are still muted. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a week. We would like to thank the uh, official, unofficial sponsor, non-sponsor beverage of choice of the... Not going uh, to ever sponsor yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> beverage of choice of the Coendoc Pro podcast, Liquid Death. Tonight I'm drinking the black one. What's it called? Sparkling water from the Alps. It's actually pretty good. Mine's just mountain water from the Alps. So they must have got yours on the other side of the mountain. Yep. You got the sparkling side. I got the regular side. I think this is actually the stuff that's from the uh, Hotel <clears throat> Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Faint taste of flesh in there. A little bit. <clears throat> it's actually a see-through can. Yeah. The water's just black. <laughs> black water. The old brown Bubonic water. plague water. <laughs> Anyway, fifty episode fifty two gonna be in the books tonight, boys. Oh shit! It's like a year. Hmm. Fifty two weeks. Fifty two weeks. It's only been a year, and uh, when we start in March, four months. A year and four months. We finally made it. Fifty two eps. We did it. We got lives to lead here, people. Speech. 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 I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd also like to thank my mom. Yes, yes. Mom is the uh, new actual official sponsor of the Cohen Doc Pro podcast. She bought us a case of Liquid D's, presented it to my house earlier this week, said, hey, this is for you and the boys. She included Steamroller Steve in that. I was like, whoa. 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 Hey, now. First of all, okay, the only thing that he contributes is... 
confusing math confusing problems. math and corrections uh, corrections <laughs> asinine statements <laughs> and uh you know basically just generally he makes just me feel horrible run-of-the-mill shit talker <laughs> mm-hmm so I don't know, if Mom, if that's actually worthy of a liquid D. I'll consider it, maybe. We're going to figure out a way that we're going to divide up the booty down there. <laughs> so, what? Present that problem to Steamroller. Oh, Steamroller. <laughs> I got a question for you. So there's eight cans of liquid D. This is not going to go good tomorrow. And there are three of us. On the podcast, do the math. Gonna, it's easy if we just do if we add him. We got four, right? You're gonna end up with another worksheet here, dude. <laughs> I can't handle another worksheet. My brain hurts after all the things that have happened this week with Zelensky. I'm about to facepalm this liquid death can while it's still full, trying to crush it over my forehead, dude. Gosh, that guy is just annoying the piss out of me. <laughs> is it the green? The green sweaters? Dude, well, it's that and it just his little bitchy attitude. It's like, NATO's not letting us in. <laughs> it's like, bro, we're winning the war with AI. We need more. We need cluster bombs. We need F-16s. I saw the most stupid advertisement for their war the other day it was a picture of a f-16 flying on a bus like it was on the side of a bus f-16 and then it had the ukraine flag underneath it and it said while the time it took you to wait for this bus the ukraine is waiting for f-16s well we're getting f-16s and i'm like hey dude guess what they only cost us like $30 billion a jet, $30 million a jet. So why don't you pony up some cash? You and Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. You got some big actors, big Hollywood backers there. You and Sean Penn. Why don't you guys just cough up some cash and then we'll we'll build you some F-16s, dude. Yeah. You don't get them for free. Good grief. We can't even get Liquid D for free. Yeah. We can't even get... Other than... Yes. Other than my mom. Yes. My mom. Than Jake's mom. You know, this is a question Thank that you. you should all ask yourselves out there is how much do your parents love you? Do your parents love you enough to give you a case of liquid D? Think about it. Just, uh, well, that might be weird. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm but that about, might be weird you people. saying that because you have siblings. Uh, I forgot uh, what <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they got some liquid D too. They're not, dude, they're not famous. They can scrap, all right? <laughs> they can fight for table scraps, right? They're not famous like us, dude. We're, we're major people. We're major, dude. 52 I get, episodes. I get recognized all the time. Bro, I'm always signing autographs. All the time. Oh, you're Jake from Cohen Dark Pro. No, I'm Jake. Oh, I thought you were the other Jake. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? It's a, it's a weird thing. Jeez. Anyway. So, back to the podcast. Off the rant. I guess that f that is a good segue into what's been going on. The White House is defending sending up to hundreds of thousands of cluster shells to the Ukraine. Mm. Imagine if Donald Trump sent another country cluster bombs. Mm. 
String them up, boys. Yep. It's what it have been. Would have been. It's all about the spin. It's okay. You can give away armament to other countries as long as you're democratic. Yeah. But you do that as a Republican, there's a big, big issue. Yeah, you're a terrorist. 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 Everybody's a bunch of terrorists. And people do need to know that freedom costs a buck oh five. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Every time that he's saying that, I could like see his head snap. That's just like, well. <laughs> Give yourself whiplash singing that. That only popped in my head from over the weekend hanging out with JB and him saying that. What would you do? Oh, that was a funny movie. I remember seeing that. If those of you that don't know the inside joke, we're talking about Team America. Team America. World Police. I remember watching that in the theater, me and the enforcer. I was laughing so hard, dude. I was crying. When they were running away in the Humvees and he was like looking back. Oh, yeah. Giving the help signal. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't either. But I remember Freedom Costs a Buck 05. That's right. Freedom Fries. Freedom Fries. Remember those. And we're getting pounded by CMEs right now. And what? The article I sent you guys today. The solar storms? Oh. Sorry. It's probably why it's going to be 107 degrees here on Sunday. I was out of cell phone service most of the day, so it probably hasn't even come in yet. In fact, let me check right in front of your ass. Let me check in front of your ass. What do we got here? Oh. It was somewhere in there. Yep. It's right there. It was right after the Keith Morrison gif. <laughs> Crime. Well, my bad, boys. I missed it. Go oh. ahead. Why don't you tell the tell the folks and myself what it's all about? Oh, I don't know. Just we're getting pounded by solar storms. That's why right now we're supposed to be... I think tonight's the peak for us to be able to see the northern lights. Mm-hmm. I wonder. But there's apparently a, another big one brewing. I wonder if that's going to be a catalyst for the internet to go down. Read the article that goes into that. Because they're supposed to be getting ready to roll out FedNow. CBDC, dog. FedNow, cry later. FedNow, <laughs> cry later. <laughs> Get a tattoo of that right here. A little drip right coming from my, from my eye. Smile now, cry later. Alcatraz that I showed you guys that a long time ago. Yeah, that was lame. No, it was not, <laughs> dude. Shit. Oh, my bad. That was cool. That hardcore Didn't band? Come on. Furious Styles have that in one of their, or name of one of their songs? Uh, I don't, I can't remember, but I know that's the name of that album for sure. Hmm. Kids Like Us, that's all I want to listen to right now. Out of control. <laughs> the album is so fucking Dude, good. awesome. Pro. One of the best. Yep. That's on repeat sometimes. KLUS whole attack. In fact, I think they ripped us off with their 
little opener on that album. I'm just saying. Yeah, Luke's like. Did you guys see the U.S. destroyed the last of its declared chemical weapons last week? Mm, sure. Probably didn't go to Ukraine at all. <laughs> not going to go there anyway. Yeah, dispose of it that way. But. but yeah, supposedly they got rid of them, destroyed them. Mm. They had like several decades or something like that to Boy. do it, and they did it finally. Give them a number one bit. Uh, badge from the Western Idaho Fair, Blue Ribbon. Yep. Good job, guys. You totally did it. Yep. This week in the news, it was pretty much just all Zelensky hails Ukraine forces from the symbolic Black Sea Island to mark 500 days of war. Market. Guys, market eight. Market zero. <laughs> market 500, dude. You're entering a world of pain. <laughs> You're entering the 500th day of war. Yeah. It was just like headline after headline of that dude. It's just like, oh my gosh. NATO to offer Ukraine fast path to join when conditions are met. The best one on that one was the... It was printed July 11th, 2023 at 11.04, and then it was updated July 11th, 2023 at 11.26. It's always got to be at 11. 11. EO 11. Ocean's 11. Mm-hmm. All right. I did see today the uh, cocaine investigation at the White House is over. Oh, oh yeah? It's over? What happened? What happened? What the, what's the... It Nothing. Was, it was left there from let's Donald Trump look, in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> let's not look at the fucking security cameras. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guarantee if it was anthrax, they'd know who left it there. Oh, yeah. 100, dog. There's probably a fucking million cameras all over inside the White House. Bro. It's like... Yeah. Guarantee it. Investigation. Here we... What do you need to investigate? Yeah, Just watch the look cameras. at the video. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah. There's a bunch of dudes on... Um, I can't remember if they're ex-Secret Service agents or just law enforcement guys in general talking about that like there are fucking cameras everywhere this investigation should take less than 20 minutes yeah if like, that come on well that's because they know who it came from and they can't say mm-hmm. i thought it was funny you sent us that thing saying that the the news was uh blame it on kamala kamala harris oh yeah it's like, oh, of course they're gonna throw. It has nothing to do with old HB. Mm, no, no. <laughs> old HB wasn't he there that weekend too? I think so. No, I, yeah. I think so. There was like a big. You guys got any hookers around here? Dad? <laughs> Where's the camera? Give me a laptop. <laughs> I'm trying to meet up with these chicks right now, Dad. <laughs> She's on Tinder right now. She looks really I, hot. I don't know what happened to my other laptop, but I need another one. <laughs> Get grief. Sees like the camera in the parking garage. Oh, that's pretty much like my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Lady Gaga? Remember she was in one of those? Meat curtains. Didn't she wear a meat suit to like one of the... One of the no, Matt one Gales? of the Hunter Biden ones from his laptop. There was a video that somebody took that... She's naked in there? No. While he's doing that, yeah. Like kind of the same tattoo. It's like kind of from the back. Mm. 
I remember seeing that screenshot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Hmm. But she's a piece of shit, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a legend. <laughs> <laughs> That's confirmed. Be shit. <laughs> That's confirmed. <laughs> yep. Confirmed. Confirmed. Be shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't know about that. But I haven't really been paying much attention to the old HB laptop situation. Yeah, that was when it was just because it's annoying. Thing. Yeah, because if it was point, anybody else, it would be yeah a big deal. That's the thing is like <clears throat> the, just I I saw another headline too a while back, well, probably a couple of weeks ago about <clears throat> people that have been convicted of the same shit that. Hunter Biden was that got the fucking worst penalties from prison and shit, and he gets nothing, so everybody's like, uh, what? Martha Stewart did more prison time. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's totally mad. If it was one of us, dude. Yeah. Be fucked. And even his dad was on uh, camera, you know, during, was it the 94 crying bill? Holding up a quarter, talking oh, yeah. about like anybody with this much crack cocaine, they're put away for life or whatever like that. Yeah. No, yeah, you can actually that see that video. Fucking scale full of shit. <laughs> like he's like four pounds, not yeah. really people, but it's yeah. like yeah, it's just just like rules a, for me, not for thee. Yep. The the rules for thee, not for me. Yeah, yeah. and like that's what I meant. My condition. What condition my condition It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the Big Lebowski for making it famous. Yeah. No, dude, if it was anybody else, man, you'd get hammered. Yep. You know? Hammered. Hammer time. Do 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 do. Straight up, you know that's that's what pisses me off is the whole, you know, justice is equal. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's like yeah, there's like the penalties for like the regular ass people, and then there's the penalties for the super uber rich that have political connections. Completely different. Just like the scene in uh, Goodfellas, where it's like all those mobsters in there. (laughs) But they're like, you know, eating like lobster and, you know, oh, yeah. making spaghetti and yeah, in their cells and doing all that stuff. And then you got your regular ass dudes that are gen pop. Yeah. Eating freaking hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. It's like food loaf. Yeah. Where they just mix everything together. Or it's like that scene from uh, Shawshank Redemption when he's like the maggots on the food. You gonna eat that? I wasn't thinking about it, and he puts it in his pocket for his bird. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I know, dude. Andy Dufresne crawled through a river of shit. Shit came out clean on the other side. No shit. Allegedly, yeah. I'm just saying. Andy Dufresne had to escape from Shawshank, or I threw the book at him. It was a great movie. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in a long time. Pretty good. The question you have to ask yourself is: Would you crawl through a tube 
a sewer tube to get out. I don't know how you wouldn't puke, like, constantly. He did. But, like, to I, where it would be, like, it would probably kill you. To bro, where here, here's... You would puke so much that you wouldn't have insides left. They'd be all sticking out. Your yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the opposite of a pink sock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like coming out this way mm. instead of the other way. Yep, it's just coming out your mouth. <laughs> Big old esophagus. <laughs> Um, the, the problem that I would have with that is crawling in a tube that tight, straight forward, not knowing there's, what if there's no place to turn around? No. no. Bro, that would, I mean, I didn't really think of myself as a claustrophobic person, but something like that, I think I would probably be claustrophobic. What, I remember one time. I'm like, I'd just do the time, dude. And I'd fight the sisters. Remember, they were always trying oh, to yeah. rape him. I just fight him. Yep. Jiu-jitsu your ass. Wasn't Clancy Brown the dickhead in that? Yeah. Clancy Brown. He was Boggs, right? Yeah. He's badass. Boggs never walked That dude's in been him. in everything. He's a badass actor. He's just like Bolo, bro. Yeah. Bolo. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dude from my gym. Got uh, his ass kicked by Bruce Lee on the set of Enter the Dragon. Yeah, dude from my gym. Um, his brother's a pro surfer, and they lived by Bolo. Really? In Kauai. Grew up by him. Boom. Bolo was Hawaiian? No, Bolo lives in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Shit. Yeah, lives in Kauai, I think. Huh. Might have died, though. Is he a surfer? Probably. Was he? I don't know. Mm. Probably, probably just a rich badass. Kicking the tail of his board around. Going, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because then he was in, uh, like, Kickboxer. Dude, he was in every... He was in. He was a bad every, guy in every 80s movie. I think he was in Commando, wasn't he? I can't remember. Oh, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. <clears throat> but I was saying when that whole crawling through a tunnel thing, when me and you and Ben, not the Ben that we all know, but went up to Table Rock, and I was crawling through that, and I was like, Oh fuck! And I was like, I didn't think I could get out of there. And we were kids, mm-hmm. and it was like yeah, terrifying. That little, tiny yeah, that little tube. tiny, and it wasn't even that far. But you like freak out, and you're like, or I did anyway. Like, okay, this sucks. This sucks. Got to get out somehow. Got to get out. Got to get out. Like, uh, oh, and. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when he was in the bathtub and he wanted him to throw the radio in but he threw the orange at him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bolo's been in a lot of movies. I'm looking at his IMDB right here. It's like hot damn. He's just a working actor. He's like uh Treo. Danny the Treo, da- yeah. Danny Treo? Chris met him. Oh, really? Yep. He was here, actually. What was he doing? Uh, when he was doing Probably some heroin. heroin. <laughs> yeah. He was doing... Uh, the cops are all of me like a cheap suit, Neil. I think he was doing one of his werewolves things, or he's a part of oh. a thing, and it was a big thing, and he was there and got pictures with him, and hmm. but he was here. Speaking of which, you guys hear that the, uh, the actors and writers are going on strike. Oh, Sag. boy. They're going on strike. Bummer. Starting tonight at midnight. 
because mm-hmm. there's been so much good shit that has come out in the last yeah. five years. I'm Every just, movie you watch fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, movie show the last five years it fucking sucks. You were saying something about that uh, new expose on the Hollywood uh, kids trafficking and all that stuff with Caviezel. Caviezel. Yeah. You were saying there's been a bunch of issues with that. Yeah, what a is bunch it called of the cost of freedom or something. The sound like, of freedom. Sound of freedom. What would you that, do? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stories that people are. That came. Uh, did I send you guys that article? Alleged. The CEO of AMC came out. There's all these conspiracy theorists. Oh, I saw that today, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, there's supposedly people uh, running into issues with. You guys want pepperoni sticks? No, I'm good. Um, like their tickets being refunded before the show. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm planning on going still. No, AI is like, no, you're not. Yeah. No. Um, issues with like the particular theater that it's being shown in, the air conditioning isn't working, or sound sweating your balls off isn't working. <clears throat> there were some stories of uh, the theaters being uh, having like the fire alarm pulled or being evacuated and shit. Well. But, <clears throat> And the the dude, the CEO of AMC, I'm pretty sure it was AMC, not Regal. It was, yeah, AMC. AMC. And he came out and just saying that it was all related to QAnon. Oh, of course. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. And that movie Shit. was filmed before the Q thing was even happening. It was, it, it was like, probably one of those movies like... Like it, years ago? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's it was like, like put on hold. It was one of during when COVID was a thing and they shut everything down. And but then they started doing the you know watch movies from home thing. All that shit was was like B roll shit that had been filmed years ago that they fucking shelved. So everybody thought they were getting some fucking oh fresh stuff. This is awesome. We're just gonna give it to you. And it was shit that was filmed years before everything it was just like nobody wanted it because it was garbage Mm -hmm. but like oh here have this was that part of like is that where they got the out of out of shadows thing remember that documentary that came out right during covid Mm -hmm. from shadows or out of out of shadows and it was about the same stuff it was like that whole hollywood what is it i've never heard of this pretty sure it was out of shadows yeah, dude, it, like in the first week, it had like millions of views on YouTube, and then the AI started like burying it. So now I don't even know if you can find it. You have to, like, I think the way you have to watch it now is you have to go to the Out of Shadows website if it even still a thing, and then you got to watch a link from there or something like that. But yeah. what was the movie about? It was a documentary that I'm pretty sure it was a stuntman. Stuntman. Yeah. That was doing a documentary about the child trafficking and all the oh. and all the sat- satanism in Hollywood stuff, and, yeah. huh like a, a bunch of the satan symbolism that was hidden in it and like Mickey Mouse and mm-hmm. a, a bunch of other which is interesting a buddy of mine today was talking to me when we were out doing work and he said that uh him and his wife were talking about the freemason stuff and uh you know, he had mentioned that Mickey wears white gloves, which is a very 
Freemason thing that mm-hmm. where their white gloves and their little ritual thing, and then he's got three lines on both of the back of the white gloves. So thirty three, Disney thirty three club, mm-hmm. thirty three degree, you know, of Freemasonry that Walt Disney was, and mm-hmm. no, 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 just pretty crazy. Well, I mean, symbolism. Disney's tanking right now. Their theme parks well, are tanking. What was that? It's too bad. The for one you, Disney dude. The like historical Mason guy. All, all of them. Hiram <laughs> Bebeth, Yeah. On one of George the George Washington Disneyland yeah. rides. One of the boat <clears throat> ones on the dock. There's a box that has uh, H of Biff painted on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was supposedly in the Freemason uh, lore, you know, lore. I guess he had, he was killed by three dudes that were trying to get the secret out of him. This secret word or whatever it was, the phrase. New England clam <laughs> chowder. Yep, it's always that. It's, is it the red or the white? <laughs> I can never remember that. But... Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, back to that whole sound of freedom thing. Or It's just interesting. I don't know. I'd like to check it out at some point. Good. But I don't want to go to a theater. That's yeah. just lame. It, we went out to did, the theater um, a while back, or a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah. Really? What'd you watch? We saw The Flash. Sucked. Other than Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Mm. Michael Beaton. He's he's the Batman. He Growing up, he was. So had to go and see Beetlejuice. Him. And Beetlejuice, but he was the Batman. Mm-hmm. Until Val Kilmer came along. <laughs> yeah, he fucking nailed it. Some stimulants. <laughs> Alfred. Alfred, let's get some stimulants, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred, bring me some stimulants. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Will you be out all night, sir? Yes. <laughs> Here, let's pretend we're in a fight. Let's pretend we're married and let's get in a fight. Stuck out in the Batmobile. <laughs> uh, what a weirdo. Did you guys see that uh, Leslie Van Houten got released from prison? Who in the fuck is that? Manson murderers. Dog. Oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah, multiple parole- paroles. She did like 53 years or something like that. I did see that. Fifty some years. Steve, you can go. Steamroller, go ahead and uh, send us the math. This happened in 1969. She was released in 2023. And go. <laughs> <laughs> you got about three minutes to respond here. Yeah. Well, actually, tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Then a big. What were we talking? What are you talking about here? <laughs> Dude, I was. Now we're working. What's I was talking to on? one of my buddies the other day at the gym, and he goes, "Dude, I was uh, catching up on the cast and." He's like, you guys were talking about the Jack Black movies. And he's like, I was sitting there in my car. I was screaming at the, at the car, the Jackal, the Jackal. He's like, I was getting ready to text you. <laughs> I was like, I'd been like, dude, that was like four weeks ago. I'd been like, wait, wh- what do you mean the Jackal? What does that even mean? That was like your brother accosting me at the gym. I'm like, what are you talking about yeah, after yeah. a week? Like, I don't know. Yeah, nobody knows what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> we're old and forgetful. Yeah. Luke forgot his notes for the yeah, show tonight. Exactly. He's got 
you know, he basically dementia. He didn't know there's a thing called Word that you can save documents. Or that there's a notepad on your smartphone. Or that, too. Well, I printed them off. Oh, my gosh. I what is this, 1950? No. Fuck you guys. I'm going. <laughs> hey, make sure you leave your D here. <laughs> we'll just Let take his D. cut from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we're old, dude. We're old. We are old. We forget things yeah. real easy. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're young, bro. Yeah. You're young. You got your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> don't end up like us. <laughs> Make sure you exercise you up, your yeah. brain, you not just up, your body. <laughs> you end up in an attic filled with junk. <laughs> <laughs> that we nickname Studio G. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you nickname your car in, <laughs> in high school. Did we nickname the Buick? No, I don't think so. We weren't that stupid. No, we were way too cool for that shit. But Matt had Marvin. <laughs> His car's name was Marvin. That brown Sunfire. Don't even remember it. You don't remember that? Oh my gosh, that that no. car was... Him and I drove that thing to California, dude. We drove it to L.A. and back. For what? After I moved back, we went down there to visit some of my friends that were still down there. Oh, we went okay. back the year later, and we drove Marvin all the way down there. And this is like a 78 Sunfire or 74 Sunfire. And we didn't take the freeway. We drove straight through Bishop, so 395 South, and didn't realize that that cuts through the Mojave Desert. So we ended up having to stop three different times in between Bishop and Lancaster because it was so hot it was overheating overheating Marvin I didn't think we were going to make it dude I didn't think we were going to make it back and then uh dude this is a pretty good pretty rad story so we we visit LA and then we're driving back up and we run through Central California San Luis Obispo because but uh Lane I don't know if you know him from high school he had moved down there he went to West with me I think Nielsen I would have to look You'd probably recognize him. He was buddies with Sasser and all those guys. But anyway, so he was living down there, so we rolled through to go visit him um, on our way back. And so Matt and I were like, yeah, we're going to stay on the beach. So um, we get this, like, little – we have, like, a little hot dog cooker. And so we cook hot dogs on the beach, and then we slept out on the beach in our um, sleeping bags. And I wake up in the morning, dude, and there's, like, just – seagulls everywhere and they're just and I'm like what is going on dude I roll over and I look and they're eating all of our hot dogs so we didn't have a refrigerator we didn't have a cooler or nothing so they're just like eating this package of hot dogs and then I look around us and I don't know how it happened I don't know if we ended up getting like wet at some point but there was like seaweed completely surrounding us that wasn't there the night during the night before you were abducted dog yeah probably and I look over, and Matt's like, dude, dude, I can't open my eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, I can't I can't open my eyes, dude. And I look over, bro, and his eyes are swollen shut. He's, he's allergic to seaweed. <laughs> and we didn't know. And so his eyes are swollen shut. And I'm like, bro, come to me. Come to the light. <laughs> oh, well, my voice. 
<laughs> so yeah we got out of there dude and he had a parking ticket because we parked <laughs> on the beach and it was like i don't even remember like 90 but i don't even know if you ever paid that he probably has a warrant in san luis did he pay it <laughs> probably not yeah <laughs> oh dude good time speaking of bishop i was just gonna say that r.i.p mean pete yeah god damn from bishop yeah that's this text i sent you guys dude oh remembering never yeah bishop until the end ether coven Motherfucker. damn dude he had colon cancer dude He's what like our age what it went that? away and then it came back with a vengeance and fucking sucks man yeah he's one of my favorite vocalists damn dude I thought I had some of that on my phone but I guess that's on my other phone did you go to that bishop show at yeah we were sitting out back with him oh uh what was that place called the slaughterhouse slaughterhouse yeah yeah we're all sitting out back and just bullshitting hmm and he gave me the mic at the Remembering Never show at the end of White Devil, and I got to yell, fuck God, fuck government. Mm-hmm. It's badass. Hmm. Almost Dang, got knocked dude. out Bishop by Johnny. Yeah, in a little tiny garage. Mm-hmm. Johnny from uh, what band? He was in, uh, what were they called? Blood on the Pavement? And then here to see you fall. Here to see you fall, and then he played he drums played for us drums. for a little bit. Hmm. Dude, probably not. His fucking funny. hands are like this big. Oh yeah, he had fucking sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. But that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> he was he beat he said beat it for a while, and then for a couple of years, and then it just came back and fucking. I was texting with Josh because Josh texted me about it in the morning after he died. Because Josh has the remembering never tattoos and all that shit. And he's like, dude, R.I.P. me and Pete. I was like, what the fuck? So I got on Lamb Goat and checked it. And he's like, dude, send me that article. And <clears throat> we were going back and forth. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll eat a veggie burger in his honor. Like, yeah. No, I'm not gonna. I'll just yeah. listen to the music. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get the shit. Yeah, I ain't gonna fuck around with a veggie burger. <laughs> hmm. It's crazy, dude. It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> Mind if I do a Jake? <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all I got. That's all I got. Too. Killed enough time. Killed yeah. like thirty minutes. Jesus, yeah, five, forty minutes. No biggie. So today, big swig here. Big swig. Looks got to get his vocal cords warmed up. <laughs> that was my tribute to Mean Pete. <clears throat> scoundrel in sheep's wool is still a scoundrel. So this week we're going to talk about the DC music scene, huh? Yep. And the uh, weird darkest kind of, hour. Oh, not that scene. Oh, okay. The old, the original scene. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, we're not talking darkest hour and pig destroyer. Darkest hour just signed to a new label too. I just saw that too. Those guys are sellouts anyway. Yeah, fuck it, they got some good albums. <laughs> yeah, so sedated, so secure. It was pretty damn good. It's the first one I heard when it first came out. Yep. 
Hidden Hands. Oh no, it's uh, Hidden Hands of Satan Nation. Sadist Nation. And then they were so all so so, so sedated, so, so secure was after that one. I'm and then sure. there was the Judas one, uh, Mark of Judas. Yeah, there were good ones up until I can see the album cover. It was like a gray thing with a black symbol, and that one sucked. And then there's Hidden one. Hidden Hands was, was the good. first one that I heard. I think that was the first one that I heard. They got good stuff though. Yeah. I do like me some Pig Destroyer, though. Dig Destroyer. Destroyer. Hmm. Pig Destroyer? I just swapped the letters. Yeah. I like to do that to fuck around. Yeah, and you got me all confused now. Keeps your brain young. <laughs> yeah. Well, I forgot what we were talking about. We're Thanks. stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the original music scene in D.C., the 70s and 80s. I'll let you take it off. Take it away! Take it away, Luke! Make him away, Toy. <laughs> well, we kind of talked about it at the end of last week, um, Ian McKay and kind of his connections to some of the... Well, shouldn't you explain to people that didn't listen who he is? Go back and fucking listen, at least to the end. Yeah, just fast forward <laughs> to the last ten minutes. That's what everybody else does. <laughs> Except for steamrolling. He's got Thorough. A- very yeah. thorough. Very thorough. <laughs> no, man, she hit me right here. <laughs> so, um, what we had metallic. talked about last week at the end uh, of the show was um, kind Taylor of our, Swift. I, well, I was going towards the end of the show. Oh. When it was kind of the lead into this one. Well, the, oh, sorry, recap. My bad. Yeah. Um, he was the, looking uh, up. Like just like the AI trying to destroy humanity looking up. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it taking a crap? <laughs> <laughs> so Can AI take a shit? <laughs> I don't even know. Ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one zero, one zero, one zero. <laughs> so the uh our idea was uh that possibly the punk scene in the eighties was like another offshoot of like the MK Ultra stuff of the 60s with the hippie movement, all that kind of stuff. Only better. Yeah. Because better the music. music was way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so with the punk scene coming out of D.C., obviously D.C. is huge. I mean, that's where the government is. <laughs> Allegedly. <kinda laughs> makes, yeah. makes sense that um, something like that would would kind of be a, a program out of that area. Um, we mentioned specifically uh, Ian McKay, <clears throat> and uh, he was a an American musician born April sixteenth, sixty two, in the uh, D.C. area, which sixty two had that you know the mm-hmm. M.K. stuff going on in that. Uh, time yeah, frame. Like Artichoke and Bluebird. Mm-hmm. Or uh, was it Bluebird? No, Mockingbird. I can't remember Bluebird. Mockingbird might come into this one. Yeah, with for his sure. Dad. But anyway. Um, and then I, I read, and it was in the notes that I left at Number work, two. Um, <clears throat> that they had moved to California for like a year while his dad was 
finishing up some sort of school thing. It, and his dad was like a writer. His dad was a writer um, and a journalist. He was in the White House press corps. That's right. And was in the JFK motorcade when he got shot. Why would there be a press guy in there? I mean... I think it was at the end, kind of at the end of the oh. parade, like they had... You mean he wasn't, like, car. in the trunk of, like, the limo? No. <laughs> trunk monkey. Laying on the floor yeah. beneath him with his Taking dad. notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just kind of weird that that tie-in. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's really strange. Um, so I kind of, like, looked at his dad's family history and kind of went went back from there and so uh ian mckay's grandparents they were both writers his dad uh his grandfather um milton mac mckay mckay i think um he was a writer for the office of war information mm. world war Two. so basically propaganda yep and a politician, uh, state he ran as a, for a state rep seat in Oklahoma, um, and lost. He got thirty three point one percent of votes. No way! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and then his uh, grandmother, uh, Dorothy Cameron Disney, she was. Um, a marriage advice columnist. Like, like a one famous the, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she was like one of the first ones doing that and did it for decades. Sorry, can I you think repeat like, all that? Was she related to Disney Disney's or <clears throat> no I looked into Walt Disney's like immediate family and she wasn't in there. But it's not like Disney's a super common name. Yeah, it's kind of a weird so name. Not like Smith and people can deny just like Biden denying the stripper baby is a Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ain't no Disney of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't my Disney. So, kind of going back from there, I saw that the McKays were uh, Irish immigrants. They immigrated to Canada hmm. back in the. I can't remember. Potato famine days. Yeah. And they had, what was his name? Uh, John Keeler McKay. He was a Canadian soldier, politician, and a high-ranking Freemason. (laughs) Maybe a 33-er? Maybe. Hmm. So, like, kind of... Going back from the end or from that that beginning, with the Freemasonry and then the War Department information stuff, yeah, and then the White House press corps stuff, and then now all of a sudden, the grandson is like a huge hardcore punk guy, yeah. like one of the most in- Ian was one of the most influential punk vocalists I think of all time I mean I think that you could put him up there with um, you know 
everybody everybody yep. in that yep. scene at the time for sure and then so his dad <clears throat> after he got out of the um the journalism stuff he became um like some sort of religion specialist guy working at um it's like saint john's episcopal church or something in dc and so with that it kind of ian mckay's like the guy that coined the term straight edge and mm -hmm. kind of like i don't i don't think he really pushed that raise your fist in the air drug free but that whole thing Believe kind it. of became a religion yeah too mm -hmm. so yeah it's like he's got that background cult. with all that stuff and mm. and then the religion thing and creating a counterculture within a counterculture mm -hmm. and yeah like a uh, very specific counterculture like yeah. that was i mean offshoots of it were pretty violent mm -hmm. yeah the hard lines yeah, the yeah up in boston boston in salt lake yeah salt, salt lake. lake was a big one remember yeah. that boise and the bbc boise bench crew they were hardliners <laughs> oh <laughs> remember them here no i remember <laughs> i don't <laughs> i think it was when i was in junior high boise bench crew that was in our, our time that octave chanute and all those boys that was what they, they called the, themselves huh the bbc <laughs> <laughs> good on you dog. Yeah. big black uh, you know <laughs> Didn't age well. <laughs> oh. But I remember, I'm pretty sure I was in junior high when uh, Carl from Earth Crisis was on He's on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was also on... He's like a he's vegan. He's on Fox also. Yeah. Talking about, you know, and it was, I at the time, was like... I actually just rewatched that recently, that interview. Yeah. Watching it again, it's like, they're kind of, I don't know, it was weird. These guys like don't do drugs and don't smoke and all that shit, but it was like the media was trying to smear that as a bad thing for yeah. kids. And there were but a lot of more vegan too, right? Mm -hmm. I think the guys in Earth Crisis mm -hmm. were vegan. They were. And everybody wonders now how Carl's so huge being a vegan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Juicing in the butt. <laughs> well, ah, he, yeah. Not like. Try that huge but yeah. like yeah grim is more, huge. more like <laughs> job of the hut yeah. oh <laughs> but yeah that whole thing just but grew its own legs and when we saw earth crisis here they were fucking awesome yeah they were really fucking they are cool. awesome firestorm it was freaking intense mm -hmm. it was one of the most intense shows to go to yeah when they played forged in the flames like no fucking way yeah it was over yeah. remember when that big fight broke out mm -hmm. I think it was during recon or something and we were talking to Carl and then and everybody smashed into this fucking merch booth and he looked at me and looked and was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's beef over there yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean that to me that kind of has like the fingerprints of the, of that, whole, that program. whole program. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it almost mirrors exactly like the hippie counterculture scene, that music scene where it's just like these dudes start out kind of 
you know, nothing, nobody, and then all of a sudden they're playing huge stadiums, and it's like obviously the opposite with the punk shows, but it's like that. That it's became, all relative yeah, to the level. it became like just that scene influenced the New York New York scene, New York. and influenced the Boston scene, influenced the L.A. scene, and you know, like I mean, it just keeps influencing. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and then the UK scene's ripping us off and trying to take our shit. And, and it also fighting. has, it's had way more staying power yeah. than the hippie scene. Because yeah. it's still a huge thing even now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like prior to, so you had like the hippie scene was like the very like mainstream everything like all the music was very very mainstream and it was almost like they needed to to swoop in and get that subculture like the you know the dudes that were like rebels rebels against the well, mainstream yeah and that's you know? what they would do and then now they they after they kind of got some of the people like when we were growing up mm-hmm. like the punk scene became like green day and yeah. pop punk and yeah. all that stuff so yeah okay. yeah yep kind of transform it into something that can yep. be controlled that better becomes, easier yeah way more commercialized <clears throat> yeah. yeah and then they become the people that tell you to get vaccinated even though they're yeah mm. yeah they're anti-establishment yeah. oh but fucking get your vaccine yeah. or else you can't come into the I'm show I'm gonna charge you a thousand dollars for this ticket yeah huh? which that was kind of one of the cool things about um Fugazi was they didn't charge more than I think $10 for any of their shows and they always played at small like you know ballrooms at universities or something and they played over I think it was a thousand shows during their time and they played every state in the the country (laughs) Which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, they turned down uh, headlining gigs at Lollapalooza several times because they were in a fight with Lollapalooza wouldn't lower the $35 ticket price. Mm-hmm. And he also... Um, it's a fugazi. Fugazi. And he had also... Um, I can't remember who it was that he got in a fight with, but he wouldn't do anything for them because they wouldn't uh, discourage cigarette use and alcohol use there was um he never did a story with rolling Rolling stone Stone, that's what it was yep because he said it it, in the stipulation he wanted to do that interview was that there was no cigarette or alcohol advertising in the magazine that's right which to me like thinking about the whole mk thing and stuff it's kind of like that's the stuff to me that kind of goes against that narrative where you're just kind of like he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very wholesome. Yeah. His record label, I mean... Yeah, Discord. From everything I've heard about it and read about it is... It's pretty... Um, pretty legit, like... A true do-it-yourself kind of label. Mm. When they first started, um, it was kind of like... Uh, the Bailey Building and Loan in 
It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> where they Clutch! put put together an album for a band, and then all the sales from that would come to the record label, so they could do the album and artwork and stuff for the next band, and then they just kept, you know, using that money for the next bands and all paying that. it forward. Yeah, mm. but. I like it when people do that at coffee shops, and I pull up, and they're like, your coffee was paid for by the person in front of you. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> do you want to pay for the Later. person behind you? Nope. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I just got whiplash pulling out of here faster. I'm out. Thanks for the stuff, guys. Uh, but that was what I had on, yeah. on him. It just... There's so much stuff in the, the background. But, yeah, again... Going back to like his grandparents, World War Two time. Yeah, probably not going to find a whole lot of people that weren't somehow involved in military at that time. Yeah, and then, but, but being Office of War Information, which is all propaganda. Yeah, that's all that was. Yeah, because they were the ones that were doing all the stuff with the early Hollywood, Walt Disney. Dude, U.S. doesn't all do propaganda. Oh, I know. Just yeah, so I know. Only Russia. Russia. <laughs> Only other people do yep, that shit. Only other people in Russia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in in that, you know, Disney, he was involved in all, all of that office mm-hmm. of uh, information, war information, making those videos back for the, you know, early war, post war, all that stuff. Yeah. Training videos. And so to me, it's just kind of like that's a weird connection. But they, there's there's a lot more like strange connections in the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So you just, like you're talking Ian McKay, like that's mm-hmm. it, like the dude from Fugazi, Fugazi, Fugazi. You know, a minor threat, guilty of being white. That also Ian did not age well. No, nobody's mentioning that song at all when everything was becoming a um, uh, what do they call that? Um, oh shoot! What's the word? Where you, you know, you did the thing, man. You know, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> fat. <laughs> when everybody was kind of like gaslighting mm-hmm. everybody on that stuff a couple years ago, yeah. And, you know, he All the social justice warrior yes, stuff, and there was people like him and uh, Henry, which we'll talk about him in a minute. Henry Rollins that were, you know, just blasting people for their racism and stuff and I'm like "Mm, you must not remember that song (laughs) you must have forgot about that song Mm -hmm. and Henry you must have forgot about some of the lyrics that you wrote while you were in Black Flag I'm just saying I did read and that was one of the things I printed off was an interview with Ian about that song and Slayer covered that on Undisputed Attitude Yep, it's a good cover. Mm-hmm. All the all the covers oh, on yeah. that are fucking awesome. But it's a probably dancing around the subject a little bit. No, no, he wasn't. He just jumped right into it. He's like, yeah, about, I was a kid. <laughs> and, well, I think this was um, maybe two years ago. It might have been more, but he was talking about growing up in D.C. at the time. It was like. 75% black population in the schools that he was in. Mm-hmm. It was like, I can't remember if it was 90%, 85% for his junior high and high school, and 
how he was always bullied and all that kind of stuff. And that was the same story that um, Henry also said, Mm -hmm. you know. But I will say, like, Out of Step and then the first two seven inches or minor threat are awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's awesome. Good good shit, for sure. Um, But, yeah, so talking about him specifically, like, two of the most influential, like, post-punk and, and early punk uh, hardcore bands, you know, Minor Threat, and then Fugazi being kind of like a post-punk mm-hmm. type of band. Um, but the connections between not just them, but just that that whole music scene. So, like, he goes on and founds, in, like, 1980, he founds Discord Records, right? And they will only promote... Um, they'll only promote bands that are from dc area so you you're not going to get signed to discord if you're from boise idaho Mm -hmm. you know you got to be from the dc area which yeah cool whatever discord dc well yeah and the other Mm -hmm. thing that was kind of interesting about discord is what became kind of the program or the app that a lot of the radical left is kind of using now or has been discord mm-hmm. you know it just kind of like goes back to that if it was an mk type of situation where it's like you know to create distension and um to create like the divide mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that you had create the discord yeah you create a record you label. create it within every single aspect of life yes like yeah, from music to to keep everything divided. Yeah, music, religions, fucking politics, everything, mm-hmm. and you divide it down so far to where there's so many factions fighting each other instead of being like, yeah, yeah, fuck that, who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so Henry Rollins from Black Flag grew up like Henry Garfield, I think was his real name, right? Mm-hmm. Grew up in the Glover Park area, which is like northwest, and that's where Ian grew up, right? Glover Park, northwest um, suburb of the D.C. metro area. That area is where the Naval Observatory is, you know, so that's where the vice president of the United States lives. That's where all the embassies are for all of the other countries. And if you ever look at, like, just take a look at, like, a Google map of that area, and it's like shack looking houses that are quote embassies for other countries and you're like how is that an embassy (laughs) like that that doesn't look like an embassy but that's like the district right where they have like all the embassies so henry rollins kind of an interesting background to him you know he grows up uh his dad is an ex uh, an economist a phd economist there's not a lot out there about his dad there was more years ago when i was reading but it seems like the internet's kind of been scrubbed to stuff to do with his dad that was kind of the same thing i ran across with um ian's dad it was like yeah n- hardly any information yeah but i'm also retarded well that's true so. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then so so henry's mom grew up or sorry was living in that area they got divorced her you know her henry's dad at a young age allegedly and then she is working for what becomes 
later on, I think it's like the Department of Education and Health and Welfare, HEW, Health and Welfare, and then I think before it was called something else. So she works for the government in that respect. She works at like the Department of Education and uh, Health and Welfare, right? And then he has all these issues growing up, ends up going to like a, a preparatory school, um, like an all-male preparatory school. I forgot what it was called, Bull- the right. Bullock School or something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and that school is where uh, John Phillips went to prep school. And we know John Phillips, we believe, was part of that whole first part of the MK Ultra. Um, with mamas and the papas and you know his dad was naval intelligence and all that stuff and you know the connections between mama Cass and then michelle phillips and all of the people in that band and all having like parents that are like high level military intelligence people well it's like now you've got so he went to that school that prep school henry rollins now goes to that school henry rollins also goes on to be super famous you know one of the more like aggressive like hardcore punk singers of well-known hardcore punk singers of all time been black flag and then the rollins band and then spoken word stuff and then very very active in all of his you know in his activism stuff and he's just and an actor and an actor actor. worth a bunch of money lives in la you know it's just like all these very you go from being like part of like this super super low budget sleeping on people yeah sleeping on people's couches punk scene to you're like one of the richest dudes in la and you've got you know a mcmansion down there and then you look at a guy like keith morris and you're like (laughs) dude's still got like eight foot long dreadlocks rides a bicycle i'm sure everywhere and lives on somebody's couch and you know keeping it real i don't know it's just weird do you think we should get a cork board so we can like tie yeah. a string around string things. Around. We should. We should make this whole entire wall cork board. I was just thinking that when you were saying that. But so <clears throat> he goes to the prep school growing up, and then ends up doing. Amer- uh, I can't remember what the American University was or something like that. He goes to a university there for like a semester, then drops out, goes full time into the underground punk scene with Ian in DC. Starts becoming a roadie. He has his own band, State of Alert, SOA. He's in a band, like, I think this was in high school. He was in SOA with a dude named Ivor uh, Hansen. And that guy's the drummer of the band. Well, this is his dad right here. Carl Thor (laughs) Hansen. And this guy was the director of the joint staff from June 1929, June... 1981 and then he's like a Rhodes Scholar which if you go back to the uh, Bill Cooper stuff about Rhodes Scholars and them being connected to all those like um, mystery schools stuff like that Mm -hmm. just kind of weird but so anyway this dude is at the time he's an admiral like a major admiral in the United States Navy he's the vice Navy admiral so he's like probably like the number two dude in charge this guy lives at the naval observatory with the vice on the same like property as the vice president at the time 
and Henry Rollins and Ian McKay and all these dudes are going over there to band practice at the Naval Observatory. <laughs> they're getting escorted How on. How can we market this? They're getting escorted onto this place by the Secret Service so that they could go play with the drummer for SOA, State of Alert, right? Like it just the, the wow. Like that's just strange. Right. I wonder if they had the rules like we had to when we played at the Air Force Base. Taking all of our the backs off of our cabinets and to shit. see if you guys are bringing in pounds of cocaine, you guys and Hunter. Yeah. yeah. We got Hunter smuggled in here with coke up his nose. They had drug dogs and they found Allegedly. copper wire. Yeah, speaker. What's this wire for? We don't know. You can speaker have it. Speaker wire if you want it. You yeah. can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Strip that stuff off. Oh, but obviously, they didn't do that for them back then. But. Yeah, but it just kind of just weird, right? Um, so anyway, SOA ends up breaking up, and then band members go to just like everything. Every, this band member goes to that new band, and this new band, and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. at some point, you know, Henry ends up uh, becoming the singer for Black Flag, moves out to L.A., and then now he's the L.A. punks punk scene with black flag and doing their thing until he i'm not gonna wear shoes until he gets kicked out of black flag for being a dick (laughs) here's the thing i think keith morris was a better was the best black black flag singer i think henry was the second best but after my war everything was i did not like i did some of the like Damage was good. First four EPs. Damage one. Yeah. Where there was like that Dez guy. Yeah. He was okay. No. Cold Chamber Dez. No. He he was was okay. Ish. Pretty all right. (laughs) (laughs) Man. I don't think anybody beat Keith. No way. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. My head really hurts. And then off was like yeah just the continuation of that era of black flag yeah off is pretty badass but i it's just so it's just weird you know he leaves goes and does his thing ian stays out there does his thing and then you've got like all these little bands faith the void you know all these uh, dc area bands that uh bad brains so like HR's dad from so he changed his name. I think his name really was like Paul Hudson or something like that. And then he changed his name to Human Rights. But he he was the main singer for the Bad Brains, which was like the first like DC hardcore band. Which I listened to that and I'm like, that doesn't sound like hardcore to me. But it sounds mm-hmm. more like reggae. But whatever. But his dad, so his mom was Jamaican and she lived in the UK, and his dad was like some high level air force dude that lived there they got married um had him then they moved back to the states so you have that air force connection as well with him uh henry's mom the the government side of connection to that that i found that was strange was her working for the department of education slash health and welfare and they had all they were involved in some of those ritalin studies Mm-hmm. They were going on back in the 70s. And I found a pretty interesting um, book, or not a book. It's a, it was a study that somebody wrote. It was like a research paper. 
and it's called Bad Boys, Good Mothers, and the Miracle of Ritalin. Yeah, you can Google that and find it. There, it's on uh, research.net, researchgate.net, I think, and then um, uh, ADHDvoices.com and stuff like that. It's like 27 pages, like on your phone. It's not super long. But one of the really interesting things that I found about this Ritalin thing, the connection to Ritalin, because Henry Rollins was a, a Ritalin kid, mm-hmm. is the research started out like in the 40s with like Ritalin and an antipsychotic for like controlling boys, young boys that were having, you know, like behavioral issues and this and that. So they put them on like benzidine or benzidine, benzidine, which I think mm-hmm. came back in one of the MK experiments as the antipsychotic we talked about i think so but so that the first iteration of ritalin was like involved that and then it kind of like morphed and morphed and then at some point uh this was this was interesting i thought is um like 30 years ago there was a national outrage over the quote omaha incident which had prompted a federal inquiry entitled federal involvement in the use of behavior modification drugs on grammar school children in the right to privacy inquiry u.s congressional report 1970 so what got outed was that like five to ten percent of the children in the omaha school districts in the in 1970 were on ritalin what a, what's significant about Omaha? That was the uh, Franklin cover-up. Yeah. Came out about 15 years later, and then also prior to that 1970, when we were doing the MK series, we linked the Boys Club and some of the stuff from Charles Manson, Boys Town, Boys Town to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. So, just kind of an interesting connection there. That That's why we need a cork board. Yes, absolutely. Maybe Staples on will sponsor us. Staples, <laughs> if you're interested in sponsoring us, we will uh, take a cork board, and we need red string, and yes, um, red it has to be red yarn, and then we need a uh, flat. We need pins, tacks, tacks, yeah, thumb tacks, and yeah. then. Uh, FedEx King goes, we would need some free printing, obviously. <laughs> so so just hit us up. Okay, or, just let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know when you're ready, because we're ready. We're ready when you're ready. Get your people to talk to our people, and yada, yada. But, yeah, just kind of an interesting connection there, I think, like where you have, you know, this Ritalin study happening in Omaha in the 1970s. And then it kind of gets outed, and then right in the late 70s, early 80s, or in the 70s and 80s, I guess in the 70s, you know, Henry Rollins is in grade school, going through prep school, all that stuff, and his mom happens to work for the same agency that was involved in this study. And it just makes me, and he's on rental, and makes me wonder if maybe he was involved in another side of the study and then it kind of started bleeding into this little punk scene and mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it just i don't know i'm just crazy just maybe maybe who knows maybe i'm just smoking the shit we don't know <laughs> we don't know and we'll never know but we know russian vodka poisoned by chernobyl <laughs> boom
End of story. So, just kind of a weird, weird connection there. So, he's involved in the Ritalin stuff. Did you know more about the Ritalin study stuff? I didn't. Um, I know he's talked about it. Um, that he was like kind of early on in that. Um, doesn't sound like super early on if they were working on that stuff back in the 40s. But So, he was born in 61, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his record label or whatever his printing label is like two thirteen sixty one. It's his birthday. Mm-hmm. So you're talking like this. This thing went down in Omaha when he's nine years old. Mm-hmm. Math. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. It just kind of strange. And then he ends up going to the prep schools and all those things. And then Ian, you know, Ian gets big. He gets big. East Coast, West Coast. East Coast, West Coast. Oh, that's right. But the, uh, the DC punk scene, you know, just kind of like became its own thing. And mm-hmm. all those bands got pretty big for that, that time and that era. And then that influenced all the other hardcores that came out. So you had like the, you know, the hardcore punk that turned into hardcore. Hardcore. And then it turned into, you know, all the variations of hardcore. Um, there's you know, always straight a, edge and you know just every every little turned into the metal metal core scene that turned into the math metal turned into you know death core, death core and you know that, just that, like that. all of the different stuff never ends yeah but one point that I was going to make and I didn't want to cut you off earlier but one point that I was going to make about the MK thing that I found that was interesting was that MK was really kind of like focused on that initially on like media, right? Mm-hmm. Movies, music, and it was all that mainstream stuff. And then it's like, well, what about all the subculture stuff, all the little labels, all these little SST records and Discord records? And, you know, what are all the records, labels that came out after that? Like, shoot, like the. The stuff that uh, uh, Pig Destroyer was on early on, there was a bunch of like. I'm trying to remember what the. Some Manhunt. You got your eulogies, you got your. Uh, yeah, I mean, just all those 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 little tiny, you know, labels that, that got offshoot. You know, it's like, well. Ferret. If there's going to be. A, yeah, ferret, if there's going to be a control. Right, there's got to be a control from a higher level that controls even all those little things. It's just like the banking system, right? Like, mm-hmm. all these little banks are funded by a, a regional bank that's funded by a national bank that's funded by a world bank, and it's like there's always like some f- sort of a like a money trail. And it's the same thing for these record labels. It may be us sitting down and come up with Cohen Doc Pro record label, right? But if it starts getting big enough, doing that? yes, and then somebody <laughs> buys it, and then. You know, it's bought by this guy who owns oh, yeah. this label, who owns that label, and it's a conglomerate. Like you know, like Geffen mm-hmm. Records owns like all these little things. Like they owned, um, what was the label that Corn uh, was on in the very beginning, and like um, all those bands that Ross Robinson used to produce for Flip. Was it Flip? I'm re- I'm just remembering the management company. It was like no name. I'm pretty sure, but there was. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they were, like, offshoots of, like, Geffen 
the Geffen owned subsidiaries yeah. and all that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. it's just a big tree. Yep. And then you go to that, and then Capital Records owns it, and then Virgin Records owns that, and it's just goes up that pyramid. If you could look at the the organization tree, the org chart, and you'd see yeah. It's the same thing with one label. Exactly. It's the same thing with the the, uh, movies. You have the big giant studios that even still own all these little motion picture, you know, the indie films. Indie. Yeah. It's like, no, there's nothing that's that indie anymore, bro. There's going to be the guys that are doing like the indie stuff starting out, but then as soon as they start becoming something, then they get grabbed up and then that grabs up and it just keeps going. Money talks. People that have a little business like that, and they, hey, we'll buy that for you know five hundred thousand bucks. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Or a million, or what's going on here? I'm gonna take a week. I don't know what we talk about now. We can talk shit. He won't know until later. Man, kidding me? (laughs) He'll just edit it out. When I was listening to that uh, podcast this morning with Keith Morris, um, it was pretty funny because he was talking about a bunch of the shit that we've talked about with the Kim Trails and all the bands coming out of Laurel Canyon and all of the LSD that was being provided by CIA in the new um, off album is called free LSD. Hmm. So, and they're supposed to be doing a movie yeah. called Free LSD. Free LSD. Yeah. All right. Well, but it was pretty funny. It's funny listening to him talk because he has like just that kind of eh, Southern California kind of not surfer ish but kind of voice hmm. it's funny not to be confused with crime guy hmm? crime uh, is he Keith Morris or Keith Morrison oh <laughs> Keith Q-tip Morris <laughs> Morris not Morrison <laughs> Keith Morris crime <laughs> Keith, are you talking about the uh, singer for Black Flag? Isn't that Keith Morris? Mm-hmm. But we were talking about Keith Morrison oh, from yeah, yeah. NBC. I was telling Crime guy. Yeah, telling Jake um, on that podcast, he was talking about like the Camp Trails and the Laurel Canyon scene, how all those bands just came out of nowhere, and the CIA giving all the LSD out to everybody and all that shit. Mm. Interesting that they're talking about that. Yeah. But the new off album is called Free LSD. Oh, really? And he was saying that that's where that uh, album came from was that whole thing. But they also were making a movie. Yeah. A movie. I don't know. I just go back to uh, just thinking in my mind, going back to the SOA, you know, state of alert and having to get on the Naval Observatory with the Secret Service to go have band practice. And I'm just like in my mind thinking, dude, how was it that this dude is there 
like a vice admiral or vice uh, rear admiral or whatever in the navy and he's like okay with his son being in this like hardcore punk band that's like anti-establishment yeah and like just playing loud music and Mm -hmm. you know at the in the same area as the vice president like it's to me it's just so bizarre like Mm -hmm. you know that didn't go over in my house (laughs) (laughs) real well when I was growing up you didn't hit your drums very hard yeah so it's just it's just weird dude like to me I don't know I I could go either way with it six is like you know is it a thing or was it just a naturally organic scene that just sprung up and you know they just happen to be you know all have connections to the DC po- politicians military and then they're just you know become hardcore punks all these I don't know kids that had probably parents that made pretty good money yeah and then oh, I'm so mad yeah I'm, I'm so mad yeah and then they let's go, go practice on the military base yeah <laughs> let's go practice by the vice president yeah oh I'm so yeah. mad yeah it's it, it's just weird but <laughs> you know I don't know like I look at like the you know the founding of like Black Flag and you know some of these other like punk bands where it's just like they have no you know geographical connection to that stuff and it's just like like that first record like Nervous Breakdown the EP it's like the reason why it sounds like that is because they had to record with the amp all the way up because like underneath the recording studio was like some other business and so in order to drive to like drown out the sound that was going on now that they had to crank up Greg's amp that loud so that's why it's all overdriven and sounds like it does <laughs> yeah that's probably oh, one of the best riffs ever I'm about to have never down my the hope conspiracy cover of that is awesome I haven't heard that in a long time, Dude. but I do remember it being really good. Great fucking band. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They're another band that's got an album on my top five list. Death Knows Your Name. Death Knows yep. Your Name. That is a fucking, fucking kills. That is a gem. Yeah. So is the True Nihilist EP. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So All of them. Note. And the first two... Cold Blue and that other one are just mediocre, but those three are... You can't beat those. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a bummer that they stopped playing when they did. It's like, oh, man. Then All Pigs Must Die came out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty good, but then Bloodlines just takes a big shit in your ears in the middle of that record. <laughs> it's like, what happened here? <laughs> the album is awesome, and then Bloodlines, and you're just like, Going <laughs> That's well, that's boner killer right there. Say, I'm you, just gonna say you know that they'll be coming out and doing something because everybody else is doing their, you know, oh let's get back together and release an album. So mm. yeah, maybe they'll be next, but theirs would be good. I, bet. I remember when they were doing Death Knows Your Name, and people were like kept 
bugging them about when it was going to come out and they're like maybe in the spring but remember we live in boston and the spring doesn't come until like june so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah worth the wait on that one yeah that one's so good yeah they're good trap them trap them yeah. out of it awesome yeah. stuff I listened to the bunch of their stuff last week you were just texting like, us fucking so so good so good oh anyway so that's good. all i had about some of that connection stuff do you have anything else i don't think so so to end it out to put a bow on this do you think that the dc punk scene was a what Ooh. in the fuck was that who was that <laughs> was that you we need to feed this guy <laughs> liquid d jesus what's your um, problem man i don't know there's a lot of weird stuff around it mm-hmm. but could it just be a coincidence or could it be something that was created some back channels to help you know get that anti-establishment rage in the youth i don't know get all the kids on Ritalin. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of kids. Did you guys? I mean, I knew everybody I knew mm-hmm. in I knew grade some. school and junior yeah. high had, were on Ritalin. Yep. I'm glad my parents didn't do that because I'm sure the teachers were probably like, he needs Ritalin. Talk successively in class. My teachers were like, this kid needs meth. <laughs> <laughs> He's always sleeping. I got told in my sophomore English class because I didn't talk much. That it's the ones that don't talk you gotta worry about. And she looked right at me. Fucking hated that bitch. Miss O? No. Oh. It was uh, Bowman. Bowman. Bowman Funeral Homes. Fucking hated that bitch. Mm. I don't remember who that is. She's a fish face looking bitch. <laughs> Her no neck. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I could go either way with it. I think that it's. There's definitely some potential that it was some, you know, um, hidden hand funded type of, you know, experimental thing. Mm. It, I mean, that scene influenced a lot of punk, a lot of the hardcore and punk scene. Mm. And I mean, you you tra- you can trace everything back to, you know, that minor threat and faith void, freaking bad brains. I mean, dude, all of those uh, New York bands they were all influenced by bad brains mm-hmm. you know agnostic front um what was the other one that harley was in Cro-Mags. Cro-Mags. yeah there were a lot of those bands talk about bad brains yeah well to quote one of the greats fuck them all man <laughs> <laughs> well that's probably the best thing that could have been said mm-hmm. here we go all right. Well, next week we may be at you. Another episode, 53. Buttonhole Bill's going to be excited. Why? She's like, three weeks in a row? You guys should be getting paid for this. Whoa. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> get us. We need that liquid D sign. Mm-hmm. You can just get that. Or a pinball machine. Or anything. Do they have a pinball machine? They probably will. That. They will make one for us. Yeah, the Cohen Doctor faces part of our writer. Yeah, (laughs) make us a pinball signature series pinball machine. All right. Well, next week we'll come back at you with another episode. Until then, 
make sure and go get some liquid D. We Cheers. Need sponsored later. Thank you.